Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Tom. Together, we are Atomic Business Coaching, where our stories are your solutions. And I lost a little step on that one this week. (laughs) It's been one of those weeks, man. Seriously, it has been one of those weeks. Why has it been one of those weeks for you? It's just been a, it's been a busy week. A lot of, a lot of people experiencing stuff up in the air, you know? Yeah. A lot of people are not making decisions. They're not making decisions and it's, you know, they're afraid to make a decision or they're afraid to move forward. They're afraid to try this. They're afraid to do that. And it's just, it's, it's, it's hard when you're trying to help people and you see that they're, they're in their own way and it becomes the challenge, right? People think we have it all figured out, right? They think that we, we've got it all figured out. Tom and Adam got it all figured out, you know, but these are the challenges we face, you know, that we're trying to help. And it's, we have to remember, it's up to you to do the work too. You know, it's up to the people to do the work and make the decisions. So. So what do you find like, why are people currently, is there a reason you think they're not making decisions right now? Like time of year or business or personalities or what are you finding? Or is it just generic? It's people just a, always struggle. It's a generic thing that people always struggle. I think there's times where people are sh- struggle more. I think, you know, the threat of, what well, the current recession. I mean, I think people are definitely trying to make decisions that are money conscious decisions. I think people are struggling with that and, and they're afraid, you know, I mean, food is so expensive. Everything is so expensive. I mean, I saw gas this week. It's crazy on like this time last week, it was 40 cents cheaper for premium gas at my gas station. It's gone up 40 cents in less yep. than seven days. And I'm like, oh my goodness. That's, that, <laughs> so I, I think those kinds of things, the unknown is what keeps people from making the right decision. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely usually a point of it. It's the unknown, right? Because you're, you're entering into some kind of a contract when you make a decision, whether right. that's with yourself or with another party or with separation of your money or something of that, you're entering into this contract of I'm going to commit to something, right? So a lot of times it stems from commitment issues, but there's, there's a lot of ways to get around that. You know, there's a lot of ways to get around decision. And, you know, my, my mission statement for my other business, my planning business is I change people's lives by bringing confidence and clarity to decision-making, right? It's really what I do. And everything that I do, I carry that over through all the work that I do. I carry that over into my friends and my family and my personal life. So the key thing that I always find about when you're trying to really make decisions is, is what are you, what are you using to make that decision? You know, and there's many different metrics that you can do, but you need, in order to make that decision, you typically need confidence and clarity, right? Yes, Absolutely. So how, how does someone gain confidence and clarity? That's a powerful question. So you Confer- use tools, right? You use tools. Yeah. I mean, clarity comes from a lot of things is assessing and, and looking at, you know, what, what's important to you. What do you value? What are you trying to achieve? Right. That's, that's where the clarity comes in. Answering the what. Setting. Well, that's intention. a big one. That's a, um, that's a big one. What are you trying to achieve? Right. Right. So. I, I use this analogy with a lot of people of a car, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll do it. To, I'll like role play it with you, kind of with okay. our audience who's listening. So if you're playing, if you're listening, if you're watching, play along with it, right? All right, you ready? So you have a car. 
Okay. Yep. And now you're going to drive. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get there? Well, you got to put gas in the car. Okay. You got to make sure there's gas. Okay. And you have to start the car and you have to step on the, the change the gear to okay. drive. Okay. And then you got to press the pedal and okay. go. Then Accelerate it. Then what happens? Then what happens? Then you got to steer and you got to okay. start to move. Next. And then you keep going and you make turns. You stop when you got to stop. You go when you got to go. And, uh, you know, you, you drive along the way. Sometimes you change lanes. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you stay right where you are. Sometimes you get stuck behind somebody <laughs> and, and you got to move around them. Right. And then sometimes you speed up. Sometimes you slow down. Depends on, on what's happening. Great. So when are you going to get there? Well, where, where are you going? <laughs> ah, that's, that's the whole exercise. Yeah, that's awesome. This is why you and I work so well together, because you really thought about the whole journey and all the consequences, decisions you have to make, and all these different things that come along the way. And me, on my side, and why we are very good with our clients, is I'm looking at the destination. Right. The very first thing you need to know is where you're going. Where are you going? So, and many, don't feel bad, Tom, because everybody, <laughs> <I don't. laughs> everybody I put through that, or most people I put through that, they do the same thing. Yeah. Start with, you got to get out of the car, you got to, right. and they always forget, I got to know where I'm going. Where am I going? Yeah. The most but it's so true. Thing. But it's so interesting because that is the difference between the two of us, right? Right. You're on the destination. I always talk about it's about the journey and not the destination, right? So that's, that's where our ideological differences are yep. and, and, and such an interesting take on my perspective of how that goes and how yours goes so it's 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 but that's why it's so important to be intentional and 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 my intention was to get in the car and drive the car because you asked me what do you do when you drive a car your intention was to find the direction and to find what we're trying to get to so that's that's very cool but right you need the direction yeah so you you have to Know where you're going first. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where you should start with every decision is where do I want to go? Right. Where do I want to be? What's the outcome of this decision, right? What's the end? And then uh, do you remember Colin Powell? Colin yes. Powell? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, may rest in peace. Right. So pretty, uh, pretty impressive human being, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Besides maybe that one decision he made at the UN. <laughs> but <laughs> well, pretty, we'll give him impressive. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him one. But four-star general, I mean, was he secretary of state? State, like, mm-hmm. Just amazing, amazing guy. Broke color barriers. Like, yeah. he's incredible. So he had something called the 40-70 rule. Have you ever heard of this? No. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. It's a, it's a very simple methodology, and it's basically whenever you're facing a decision, you should have no less than 40% of the information and okay. no more than 70% of the information. Hmm. Okay. If you have less than 40%, you're just kind of guessing, picking okay. it up as you like, you're in, uninformed to make that decision. Right. And if you have more than 70% to make that decision, it's likely that whatever opportunity you're trying to go after has passed you by and someone else has already achieved it or done it or, or had it better. So 40, 70 rule, no less than 40. No more than 70. No more than 70. I like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it because if you have more than 70% too, you may get into the overthinking it. Exactly. And that's and then and that's where the overwhelm sets in and that's where everything else comes into play that only derails you from making that decision and causes you to procrastinate. 
on making that decision. Yeah, we call that analysis paralysis. Correct. Right. And yeah. I mean, I, I even get it myself. Yeah. We all <laughs> I, do. I, yeah, we, we all do. So, you know, these little tactics like this, they're not gospel. They won't work 100% of the time, but it's something you could use, something you could think about. Like, all right, 40, 40, 70, do I have 40% of the information? Right. Here's the problem you run into with that is how do you know if you have 40 or 70% of the information? Yeah, exactly. How do you Wait know minute, that? Do I have? So that leads into another decision-making tactic, right? A lot of times you got to trust your gut. Mm -hmm. We have this sixth sense. As okay? I do. We were born with it. It's whether you're spiritual or you're religious or you think we came out of volcanoes like some people do. Or, uh, no, there's a lot of different ways. Yeah. There is this sixth sense that we all have. It's this intuition. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's built into us. I'm sure as a clinician, you can give me a little bit more scientific details about this, but you have to trust that many, many times that feeling that you get is correct. It may not be the right decision, but it may be correct for you. Mm -hmm. right. So you have to listen to that as they say, gut feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's intuition. It's that sixth sense. So sometimes if you don't know, do I have 40 or 70? It's like, well, what was my initial instinct? What does my gut tell me? Right. I should probably not do this. Okay, you probably shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it then. Yeah. Right. Well, no, it's so true. I mean, clinically speaking, I mean, I have, when I was practicing as a PA, like I made so many decisions and the ones that I made with my gut, the ones where I really just had a bad feeling and I followed that nine times out of 10, I was right. Right. I'll never forget. I was, I was working with this guy they came, 43 year old guy came in for a regular physical and I did all his blood work and I examined him and everything. And when his blood test for his prostate came back, it was oddly doubled from the year before. Mm. Now it wasn't in a range that was out of the ordinary, but I just didn't like, I think it went like point from 0.5 to one. And that's still a normal range. But I just didn't like that that happened. So I sent him for a sonogram to see what was going on. Guy had cancer. But it was my gut reaction that told me I, I didn't have anything clinical, no real clinical evidence. It was a little bit of a change in the blood test. But it's so important to follow your gut. And when we ignore our gut, what people have to realize is that's when the conflict develops. And that's when indecision is what sets in even more. It's in that conflict between the head and the gut that causes that indecision to even start manifesting itself because the ego's like, no, don't listen to your gut. Your gut doesn't know what it's talking about. And your gut's like, hey, hello, hi, I'm giving you information from your soul, man. I'm giving you, this is not the right thing for you. And it really is something that people don't do enough. They don't listen to it enough because they don't trust it enough. And the people who trust it tend to tend to be more successful in making decisions. I was reading an article on Forbes from a couple of years ago, and they said that people who had higher potential for growth and promotion were more decisive. Right. They made more decisions on a regular basis. And we're making decisions all the time. People forget well, how many decisions you make in a day, but it's the critical decisions, it's the bigger, quote unquote, bigger, more impactful decisions that I think leads to people's indecisiveness. So what do you see as, you know, we, we, we've worked with so many different people, right? And you work with people in your other business on money, right? People 
struggle and are so indecisive over money at times. What's the root usually that you see that causes that indecision? It's funny. So good question. I, I have, I was very lucky. I worked for MetLife for a while and mm -hmm. what a wonderful company. I wish they wouldn't have sold us, but they sold us and that's how I was lucky enough to start my own company. But they put us through something called the Sandler training series. So many, if, if you're a business owner or if you were in corporate, you probably know the Sandler training series. Do you know this, Tom? No, I'm not familiar okay. with it. Yeah. It's a very corporate. I'm like, series. is it Adam Sandler? <laughs> <laughs> no. But so this is, it's a, it's an infamous training series, but yeah. a lot of what they do, it's all about asking questions and coming from a psychological perspective, mm -hmm. right? In my industry, especially with money, there has to be a lot of trust. You have to gain a lot of information. You have to really get to the root of all these different things. Mm -hmm. So my very first question for every one of my clients, when they meet with me, when they agree to work, you know, we have an initial meeting and everything else, but the first question that we get through, we go through their concerns their goals and objectives and their dreams, right? After we do that, I do this questionnaire. And the first question on that questionnaire is, what was money like for you growing up? Mm. And what usually comes out of that is we find, you know, they give us some information how they grew up. And that person is usually living their adult life either in harmony with that or 180 degrees differently. So they either want to emulate the lifestyle that they had when they were a child because it was so rewarding for them or they really disliked it and they want to go completely 180 degrees the right. other way. Either one of those ways of making decisions, they're always questioning it because they're like, hey, am I doing this because mom and dad did it because I liked it? Or if they're the other type of person, they're like, am I just doing this to be spiteful and, exactly. and prove and have one-upsmanship? So a lot of these in money, it's, it, it's, it's a huge psychological thing. There's so much psychological mm -hmm. tie to money. And we're talking about business coaching to your business because your business is there to generate money. Right. Right. So there's so much emotion and psychology that comes into it. And it, you have to try to get down to why are you making these decisions? Right. Like what is the root, like you're saying, what is the root cause of the decision? And what was your prior, current, and future influences on those decisions? Right. So you have all this life experience that you have that is going to allow you or not allow you to make decisions in the future. You have your current situation, which is going to change that as well. And then the unknown future potential outcome of that decision. And you have to marry those three things together yeah. to say, go, right, stop, right. Not easy. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. when, like you said, you could be in a situation like you, you said you were making many decisions a day, mm -hmm. right? And then you mentioned, you know, trying to just make the critical decisions, right? Well, there's so many non-critical decisions that we're all making every single day, and you only have a certain amount of bandwidth to make these decisions. Mm -hmm. There's only a certain capacity that your brain and, and even your body have to make decisions throughout the day. If you look at everyone used to laugh at him, but you remember Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, what his yep. outfit used to be? Jeans and a t-shirt. Same jeans, same t-shirt every yeah. single day. Do you know why he did that? So do you have to think about it? It was one less decision for him. Yeah. <laughs> like he lit, he came out there and he said, it. he's like, I am doing this. So I have one less decision in my day. Wow. Because he, he had to make so many decisions. I mean, whatever you think of Mark Zuckerberg, what he has done is incredible. I think he's the youngest billionaire or one of the youngest. Maybe Kylie, Kylie, uh, what's her name? Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Jenner, I think. Yeah, she, she might be. Yeah, she might have taken yeah. over. But well, he was one of the youngest ever that actually did it with a real product. Well, and who, and who really earned it? Uh, I'll give it to Kylie too. I mean, she. Oh, she. 
an empire yeah. of a of a was a cosmetics company. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hey. Okay, I earn it. And she's doing it the right way. It's all of it's legal, right? So exactly. And I guess Facebook up for debate. Is it still legal now? Is it still legal? <laughs> My point of this whole thing is he made the decision to have less decisions. decisions. Okay. And it was to eliminate, start eliminating these non-critical decisions. So I'll give you one that I do, Tom. I, I, and I, I'm not consistent with it, but what I am, when I do it more often, it's better. I bought these 10 Tupperware containers and they're really nice. I forget the name of them, but they're like these bento boxes that really, mm-hmm. each one was like 20 bucks. They look nice. They work well. And I would make on Sundays lunch for me and my wife for the whole week. Hmm. Right. So a lot of people meal prep, right? Right. So the reason I did that is because I will forget to eat lunch or I go to eat lunch. So I'm like, it's too much hassle. Either I got to go get it or I got to wait for it or I got to make it myself. It's going to take too much time. I got too many other things to decide on. So I started doing that. When I do that, I feel better because I eat lunch usually around one o'clock and it's there and I know it and it's good and happy and feel good. It's always like a salad and chicken or something healthy for me too. So if I can remove those non-critical decisions, like what am I having for lunch today? Mm-hmm. You know, you can have the capacity and the bandwidth to make all these other decisions. But I mean, there's, there's so many of those non-critical things that we're doing every single day. Yeah, it, it's, it's very good. I mean, you, you, what the planning piece, right? Planning helps to reduce the number of decisions because it's almost like, like it goes on automatic pilot. You, once you make the plan, you've made the decision to make the plan. Now it's just following the steps in the plan. There's no decision really that needs to be made until an obstacle maybe occurs or whatever. And then you pivot, but you have, like you're saying, the bandwidth to make that decision. But one of the things that really obstructs people from making decisions, like you were very specific, right? You were very specific in I'm going to make my meals on Sunday so I don't have to think about it the rest of the week. So I know I'm going to eat every day this week, right? Yeah. So there's a very specific thing. Sometimes people are chasing something that's too vague and not specific enough. The goal is very vague. There's not enough information to that is specific enough to take action upon, right? So the more specific the goal, more the specific the outcome the less likely you are to be indecisive about it, the less likely you are to procrastinate on it, so to speak, right? And, and you know, you said something too before, we make so many of these smaller decisions versus the bigger decisions, and we were talking about that. And it really comes down to people often worry about the consequences of those decisions, right? And you've said this so many times to, uh, to me, to our clients, like, so if you make that decision, What's the worst that can happen, mm-hmm. right? What's the worst that can happen? Oh, it doesn't go the way you expect it to go. Okay, so what are you going to do then? What you're going to do is you're going to pivot and you're going to do something else and you'll find the solution. You'll keep going and you'll make a different decision. But that's informing your decision and, and that's providing the insight that you may be missing that was once unknown, now becomes known so that you can make a better decision, right? And that's what our experiences are really about is learning from each of those to make a better decision the next time you're faced with something similar in a similar situation. Yep. Goes the other way too. You know, you can, if you can't make the decision, right, and you're really having a tough time making the decision, instead of saying what's the worst that could happen if you make the decision, you can flip the script around and you could say, what is the outcome if I don't make the decision? Mm. Now you do this all the time. Yep. Right? Isn't that one of your three things? Yeah, it's one of the three questions, right? So when people start working with us, we ask them, you know, why this program now? Why is it a must? 
And then the last question is, is what happens if I don't do the work, right? What's going to happen if I don't put the work in? Same thing. What happens if I don't make this decision? What happens? Am I going to be in the same place in a year from now? And, and we see that so much, especially with people who are business owners who are in that early expansion phase, right? They've had a successful couple of years and now they're ready to go to the next point. But that bigger point sometimes scares them. Huh? But it's just, if, if we just look at it, well, what happens if you don't make that decision? Right. Well, then we're going to just be here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is this where you want to be? Is this what we're shooting for? Is this where we want to be in a year from now? No, that's not where we want to. Oh, great. Let's make a decision that's not going to keep us here. Right. Because it puts the vision in their head of if I don't make this decision, that outcome is unacceptable to me. Mm -hmm. So then it's easy to make the decision. Right. Because they're like, I, well, if I don't, that's going to happen or that's not going to happen. I don't want that. And it's like, well, this decision is much easier now. Yeah. And, and one of the things that talking about vision, I mean, I, I've used this with our clients. I've used this with all of our clients. Like, imagine making the decision. What does life look like now that you've achieved that? Right. Because one of the things that is a motivator to make decision is to have that vision and to try to tap into the energy of what that vision looks like. Right. Mm. So if you make the decision, to expand your business and say, open another location. How does that feel to you when you think about it? Do you feel right. good about it? Do you feel excited? What's coming up for you? Oh, it looks great. I have multiple people. I have more people working for me. I'm going to be making more money. I'm going to have more reach, et cetera, et cetera. And if you could tap into that energy of that vision, that creates the motivation that's needed in order to make the decision. Yeah. I love it, man. It's awesome. Not easy to make decisions, right? No, it's not. But we're faced with them every every second, frankly. Yeah, it's really, I mean, you make them all day, every day. So I ha I struggle a lot to make decisions. I have to make a lot of decisions that aren't decisions for me. So mm -hmm. I am, I'm an advisor, right? And I'm a business coach now. And I do both. And everything that I do is helping other people make decisions, which means I have to make a decision for them. So I feel this crazy burden on me and that's why i need to take vacations every 90 days that oh my gosh if i say the wrong thing or recommend the wrong thing or give the wrong advice like the consequences of their life could be crazy so i have to i have an absolute necessity to do this in order for me to make decisions exercise and meditation mm. I know you do Peloton every single day. I go to the gym. I do a variety of other things too. I meditate at least three, four times a week. I do a bunch of other stuff as well. I go running with my daughter. She rides a bike. I run, but I don't do those things necessarily for the benefit of health. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm great that that's a byproduct of it, but I'm not doing any of them for health. I'm doing them more for my mental function. Mm -hmm. okay? And it allows me when I'm doing those things to think about nothing but those. Does two things. Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. And he talks about if you put yourself through so much stress and pain, every other decision in your day is a lot easier. Every other thing that you do is like, okay, I just put myself through hell for an hour, you know? And it's something that's so taxing on your body, but it actually is taxing on your brain. So if you have to have that singular focus on whatever exercise you're doing, you don't have the ability to make all those other decisions. And what that does is relieve your mind. It allows it to reset for a moment. It actually brings more oxygen. And again, you could give us more definitions mm -hmm. here 
from your background and what it actually does scientifically and physiology to, to the brain. But my God, the rewards of exercise are so important. So I think it's, it is absolutely a 100% necessity for everyone who is in business to get some form of exercise. I don't care if you go do the Peloton or do weights, you just got to move your body. Yeah. You got to move your body and have something that's movement for you or meditation or both. Right. No, you're a hundred percent right. You know, exercise. And I always tell people, why are you exercising? Right. What is the purpose of that? And I love how you put that. Right. It's, it's for the benefits of it. It's not just the health benefits. There's health benefits. There's cardiovascular benefits. There may, you know, depending on what you're doing. And I don't do the Peloton every day, four days a week, you know, but that time on that bike, I am busting. I am sweating profusely. I come up the stairs and my daughter goes, dad, what is that? Oh my God, what is wrong with you? I'm like, ah, I'm sweating, Madeline. I'm, I'm getting it out. Right. And I'm, I'm just getting rid of all those toxins. Right. And, and it's a getting out of your body from every pore. But also I think about like that, that I'm on the bike. Like I, I feel my heartbeat. I feel my breath. I am exerting myself. And you know, when you increase your heart rate and you increase, you increase pressure, which increases perfusion to all parts, to muscles, so that you can move and it increases perfusion to the brain. So you're able to oxygenate more and you're able to have clarity come through from that, right? I mean, because it's a relaxing, the more oxygen you're getting, because you ever, one of the things that when people have a stroke, the best way to describe this is when people have a, dis- a stroke, there's a lack of oxygen that's delivered to the brain and there's an absence of function, right? right. And sometimes people get, bit irritated when they don't have enough oxygen going to their brain. It changes their whole behavior. And people who have difficulty oxygenating will have erratic, raw behavior. And you see that change in someone. So when you are increasing the amount of oxygen, you're being enlightened in many ways. You're being, you're, you're, you're giving your brain the support that it needs and the nutrition that it needs to be able to think and to, and to fire neurons and, and to really activate your, your nervous system so that you can see things clearly, right? Things happen differently. And exercise is for the mind, the body, and the soul. It's a way of relieving all of that stuff. And I definitely know for me, I make better decisions. I'm more productive. I'm more effective in my day when I exercise versus when I don't exercise. And that's why I do it. But it's to help my decision-making process. And how many things come to you when you're exercising and you go, holy cow, I have clap. Oh, I got it. I got it. You're struggling with something and you go for a run or you go for a walk and you're walking and you just put your head on relax and you press that little relax button and that moment of clarity comes and it's like, hallelujah, I got it. I got the answer that I needed. And that's what it's really about. That's the benefit of it all. I tell my, uh, my son, he, he gets stressed out and look, what is stress? Stress is usually caused by decision or indecision. Yeah. You know, yes. most stress is caused by indecision, but uh, it's caused by both. So a young man, he's like a perfectionist. He's just turned 11 years old. And it's like, he used to get super stressed out. And what I would tell him is like, okay, okay, here's what you're going to do, Tyler. I said, I need you to go do, and he's like, no, dad. And I'm like, no, I need it. Cause he knows what's coming. I'm like 10 pushups, 10 jumping jacks, 10 body squats. Go ahead, do them. And he does them. He's like, yeah. I'm like, do them again. And I make him do them three times. I'm like, so what were you worried about now? I don't know, man. Why'd you make me do that? Like, he forgot about it. 
he forgot about it and he moved through whatever was holding him back. And then he's able to move on with his life. And it's just, you can do simple things like that to clear your brain so you can make that decision. So sometimes you just need to diffuse yourself, right? And it's like, let me, let me get through whatever's hanging me up on actually making this decision, move away from it. And exercise can do that. Reading a book could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, going to a movie could do that. Whatever it is, whatever your, your MO is, mm-hmm. you can go take reprieve from all this decision-making, which is why I mandate all my clients to take a vacation every nine days. Okay. You can take this reprieve from it and come back fresh, ready to go. Even if it's a two minute long exercise or breathing technique or closing my eyes or whatever it is. Right. So, man, I hope some people can make some better decisions after this time. Yeah, I would hope so. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's try not to overthink it. It's try to be clear about what you're trying to do and accomplish. Have a goal, have a specific goal, have a specific intention. Make sure you know where you're going before you get in the car. Right, Adam? Exactly right. And hey, if you don't know where you're going, you can always reach out to us at Atomic Business Coaching. This is what we do. It's Tom and I coaching our business owners through many of the different things. It's our who, what, where, when, why, how process, an amazing eight-week program to bring the confidence and clarity you need to make all these decisions and have a successful business in life. So until the next time, right, Tom? Yep, until next time. See you.